Blog Talk Radio. Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Uh, What's going on? Hey, you know, it's Friday night. The weather's been weird, but <laughs> I guess that's what global warming will do for you. That's all I can say. How yeah. you doing tonight? Doing all right, doing all right. Got a lot of stuff that we gotta decipher over. All right. And, uh, uh, I guess when Kettle joins, I should just jump in. All right. Well. Uh, hey, hey, hey! What's going on? Oh, there she is. Hey, Kettle. Hey, my bad. Like Sorry you, about that. Like you took, you, like you took the cork out of the bottle and you jumped out the bottle. Like a genie. <laughs> Hey, Kettle. Hey, hey girl, girl, hey. Hot, 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 hot. Red wine and brown liquor, Papa Beauty. What's up? Mm. It's all hey. kind of things it going is. on. Tired of this, this rain. You feel like a duck cracking in the water. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the topics I want to start off with is the weather, man. What do you what do you think of this weather? Did you did you happen to go outside today and feel the sixty five degrees early in the morning? Yeah, and it got colder, got, got colder as the day progressed. I, I didn't understand that. That was that was interesting, very interesting. You know, I went I out. Feel you did. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. I said I went out to take the trash out this morning. About five thirty. It felt like a summer morning. It had to be at least sixty five degrees. Oh man, by two by two o'clock in the afternoon. Downright chilly. It was chilly. Yeah. And raining. Uh. I still blame it all on global warming. This weather has been so bizarre. You know, they got freezing Icicles and power lines down in Texas. Wow. You know, that, that's not supposed to be happening like that. Yeah. Snow yeah. and all this kind of thing. It's What's the governor's name? Abbott? Abbott. He's finally sitting down at, at a chair doing what he's supposed to do. Handling <laughs> government, handling some government affairs. Yeah. Instead of, uh, you know. Yeah. It's been pretty wild, though, I have to say. And weather is just up and down, up and down. It's a wonder everybody's not sick. Yeah. I feel like we are in like in a snow globe. 
you know, whether it's changing or not. True. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> all right. Like Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for the rundown. If y'all are ready, let's do it. Okay. Let's get into it. You ready, Papa? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, well, well. This is a new year and this is a new month. So guess what? Pajama party? We're going to switch it up for So uh, we're going to start with uh, something that we created called In Focus. We're going to talk about gun violence. Also, we're going to talk about uh, HBCU bomb threats. And also discrimination in in the field. Also, a cocktail of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with what's popping with Didi? It's breakfast breakfast. We're going to light it up with the weird food. An Irish police investigate claims dead man taken to post office. Also, kept with 100 monkeys crashes. Some of them are missing. Wow. And a wandering hen taken into custody at Pentagon security guard. Okay, I'm just saying we're red critical race theory, black history month. Living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap up. I got some interesting stuff tonight. The kids that live in the last world. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with you in folks. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stop and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there structures there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read on it here. And I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! All right, welcome back to John Party. When you was Papa Dee, here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo, it's time to go in focus. We're going to mix it up a little bit tonight. And we're going to focus on, uh, what's the first topic? Uh, Kettle's got it, gun violence. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I hate to really talk about it, but, you know, we got to talk about it because 
it's a lot going on in the DMV and New York area and everywhere. But uh, I feel as if um, that a lot of this gun violence um, has kind of really started because of um, uh, the different things that have happened, like the George Floyd and the Breonna Taylor um, in the hands of the police. Um, 2020 killings of those racial reckoning um, and the Democratic elected officials and candidates were on unequivocal efforts to end discrimination and drive equity in our nation will be supported and encouraged in any and every possible way. So try to push reforms such as legislation passed in New York's legislators that reform um, bail structures would expand um, new ones, including the release of long-hidden police discriminatory uh, disciplinary records, would and did become law. So they were trying to hold police accountability. Was pledged by these, you know, different candidates that were running. So meanwhile, police leaders across the nation marched in Black Lives Matter demonstrations, launched uh, listening uh, tours and community encouragement initiatives and work to recruit more um, diverse new officers. So, unfortunately, the unjust killings of Floyd and Taylor spurred a much-needed consciousness raising on racial injustice. So that effort continued. But in New York alone, the homicides, including guns, surged 80% in 2020. Um, Crime and gang activity as well in the entire state. Um, also here in the DMV, I mean, the stats are crazy. Like from 2008 to 2017, almost a thousand people were killed by gun violence. That's crazy. And most of the uh, uh, people that were involved with, were juveniles. You know, they were youth. Um, also, there's a lot of carjacking um, going on. Like, um, I mean, kids as young as 12 were carjacking cars. So. Um, Mayor Bowser and um, uh, Angela also broke from PG County. Um, they were at a news conference um, a couple of days ago, and they said they're going to try to work together to try to curb some of this gun violence and um, carjacking, and um, you know, in these areas. But I was watching the um, the news conference, but you know, they kept talking, but they weren't saying anything concrete as far as solutions. Um, you know, so I don't know what needs to be done. I, I mean, I, I feel as if maybe they need to call up the National Guard. There needs to be um, maybe a um, curfew as well. Not just wait till the summertime, but enforce a curfew. Um, if you're 21 and under, you know, you should be in by a certain time. I think that would help curb some things. Um, and I just think we need some other help other than you know, the cops. Because like I said, D.C. alone, it's like every other day there's a shooting somewhere. Uh, northeast, northwest, it doesn't matter. Um, guns and bullets really don't have uh, any direction or name. So, that's my take on the, uh, the gun violence. But let me ask you your opinion. You mentioned about the... Uh uh, okay. What's it called when you have to get off the street by a certain time? Curfew. Curfew. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. even if they had, if they put the curfews back in place, 
then you got to have enough police on the street to police the curfew. Mm-hmm. Because I just mm-hmm. don't see people voluntarily, you know, uh, adhering to a curfew. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on paper it sounds good, but in reality, I just don't see it really doing that much, you know, because then you're going to get into potential confrontations with people who mm-hmm. don't want to comply and police right. trying to make them or, you know, encourage them to comply. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, folk getting shot, beat, whatever, you know, from encounters with police over curfews. Mm-hmm. It it just seems like no matter what we try to do, there's always a downside. Because mm-hmm. I yeah, do think okay. it would help to get folk off the streets. Because you can't be out there shooting folks on the street if you're not out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a 50-50 battle. I think most people would comply if the mayor comes on TV and or or the police chief and say, this is what we're going to do. Is that curfew if you're under 21? And we're going to really enforce it. So if you're under a certain age, you need to be off the street by 12 midnight. If we find that you're, you know, still on the street, then you're going to either be fine or, you know, maybe the parents need to start being more uh, accountable for, you know, the kids' actions. Um, you well, know, because if they're there, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about the parents. Yeah, because some of these young folks are out on the street, and their parents are nowhere to be found. Yeah, I mean, I can recall, well, that may be true. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that they're all negligent. I'm just saying that they may, in many cases, are nowhere to be found, whether they're at a job or somewhere else doing whatever else. The fact mm-hmm. remains that these kids are just out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can recall times where I have driven, and this is not recently, but times where I have driven through parts of northeast D.C. and seen young people just out on the street like 10, 11 o'clock at night on a school mm-hmm. night, and I don't see mm-hmm. any adults out there. They're just out there. Right. Like if the weather was right. nice, you know, they're just out there. And I'm thinking, like, wait, it's a school night. It's not summertime. Why are all these kids out here just out on the street, hanging on the steps, mm. out just, you know, doing whatever they want to do? Right. You know, that's the kind of stuff. That's a problem. Right. I think and parental accountability. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but also, maybe, I wanted maybe, to talk about mm-hmm. ghost guns. You know, mm-hmm. I just saw something on CBS this week. They were talking about the impact that these ghost guns are having on the problem. That people mm-hmm. can buy these, you know, people can buy these parts, and if you have a 3D printer or access to one, you can actually create these parts in like about 40 minutes to take the part to add to a regular handgun and convert it to uh, an automatic weapon. So that's a problem. So it's bad enough if there's handguns on the street, but then people can get these parts, whether you print it yourself or whether you buy it online, and then they watch the... You, these people are watching the instructional YouTube videos for how to put these things together, how to buy the parts separately 
and basically construct a hand a gun or weapon of some sort. And and that's that's part of the problem. Even if you're not able to go into a legitimate store and buy a weapon, you can buy the parts from various sources, which, you know, doesn't make you look like you're up to something, I guess, up to some nefarious activity, and then you just get all the parts you need and put the thing together. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this stuff is crazy. Yeah. I just don't understand how it was so widely available. What, what's your opinion on it, possibly? What you feeling? I tell you, it, it's amazing. I've never seen the volume. And, and, you know, I came up in a time frame with, you know, gang warring and, uh, you know, in the streets of Philadelphia years ago. And, and it was very prevalent. I mean, it was a gang, like, on every corner. But the shooting, I mean, there was definitely shooting and gun, it was gun violence based on, you know, revenge and shooting and all, but but the the, regu- the regularity and the, just the open uh, bluntness of it, it's just between, you know, carjacking and everything else, you know, people just pulling out guns like they're just growing on trees. And I don't know if they're being funneled down from another source because, you know, you, you figure, plus, you know, D.C. is famous for these gun shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Not D.C. Yeah, so Virginia. much, but right, at, right across the bridge, Virginia, Virginia yeah. you know. And they even yeah. show a commercial with all these tables and thousands of guns on the table. And, and they'll advertise these gun shows right in the middle of, of violence in the news. Yeah, in the middle of a crime wave. In the whole, yeah, middle of a crime wave. Come to the hotel lobby. Blah 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 blah. We got lessons on this. Plenty of guns, knives, binoculars, pocket knives, shotguns. Blah blah blah. And, and it's all scripted. And the commercial runs for like two minutes, and it goes off. And and it's at the hotel at the such and such Dulles such and such hotel. And I'm sure you walk in there, and man, it'll be like a buffet. Yeah. And, you know, you can speculate anything you want where people are buying them and probably funneling them down to the to the hood after they take them to their garage and gnaw off the, the serial number or whatever. I mean, everybody's in the game. You know, there's nobody free from being accused of not being in the game. So who do you blame? You You blame the people in the hood with the gun, or do you try to get where the guns are coming from? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's deep. Deep, See, me. that's part of the problem because I just was saying that some of these guns are not actually purchased or acquired, however they get them. They're putting them together where you can go online and buy the parts that you need, and then once you get all the parts, you can go on YouTube and get a video, watch a video that instructs you on how to put this thing together. Then if you get a hold of one of those things that makes it an automatic weapon, you, they can watch a video. All of this stuff is available. I don't understand why you doesn't ban those kind of instructional videos. That's true. I guess I they agree. feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate on why they allow it. But it just seems mm-hmm. like it's just that kind of thing should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm on a website called Ghost Guns, like you were saying. And it's just like a shell of a gun. That's what it looks like. Now this is this is 160 bucks. 
it's a shell of a gun, but like you said, there's additional parts that you can buy to put together to make the gun. Now, mm-hmm. it's a waiting list. It says get on our waiting list. So for 160 bucks, you can buy a shell of a gun, but then you can buy the additional parts. It says it does not ship to New Jersey, Washington State, or internationally. But any other state, you can get this thing. And it says it's out of stock. It is that popular. This is crazy. It but, is crazy. But, you know, my thing is you might have to, you know, I guess the gun company, they said, okay, you're going to knock us down, so we're going to find another way to make money. And, you know, these gun companies, um, you know, Smith & Wesson and those big gun companies, they may have been losing because of all the gun violence going on, and they're trying to curb um, the guns from coming in. So they say it out another way. And it's sad, you know. It's just, it's just sad. It's just getting out of hand. Oh, I think their numbers went up because the more violent the streets got, the more people felt like they needed to buy guns to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, remember a while back when they started talking about, uh, you know, banning certain types of weapons and all, all those people mm-hmm. who had those weapons, they all ran out and ordered, purchased, got did whatever they had to do to get as mm-hmm. many of those weapons as they could. So right. all of those sales went up during that time. So I'm mm-hmm. not even convinced that violence would bring the numbers down. I think it has boosted the numbers of gun sales. Mm-hmm. Now, now I mean, CBS, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You said what now? Oh, I was just going to say that CBS art uh, story that they were covering this week they also mentioned in that story that at least 300 ghost guns alone were seized just in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's just one city where 300 ghost guns were seized. And they said they seized about 455 ghost guns in Chicago, 225 ghost guns in New York. Mm-hmm. Now, those are just three cities where they seized ghost guns, and that's the ones that the police were able to get. So imagine how many more are still out there that the cops never got their hands on. Right. You're right. Because they said in that report that the the criminals have more uh, automatic weapons than the police do. Yeah, and the police know that, too. Yeah, the police know it. They know it. They're really like, uh, right now, they're, 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 I wouldn't say they're scared of the police, but they know they're outgunned for real. Right. And then then these little mm -hmm. These young cats are shooting like, like wide earth. I mean, they're just yeah, man, it, it's, it's a mess. Right. It's Do you guys remember? Um, I think I think it was in um, Texas where there was a big shootout, and the um, cops their ammo wasn't nothing compared to what the people shooting the guns. They had to break into a gun shop and get some. Yeah, I remember. Ammo. I remember that situation. Was that down in Waco? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember I'm not that. Sure, Waco, but it was Texas. Yeah, but I it was, remember it was that like, okay. situation in Waco. Like, I don't know if it was that one. Right, it's like OK Corral. It was crazy. Never seen anything mm-hmm. like it. Now I'm looking. I'm still on the same site. Now this is a um, um, AR-15 rifle build kit. And it's one of them long guns that they constantly purchase, and this is like seven hundred, almost seven hundred and fifty dollars. 
But it's a waitingness. Wow. It's out of stock. It is out of stock. Mm. See, they can't even keep them in, in, in the store. Right, and this is what they use this. I mean, I'm, you know what? We we should have we should have knew this was coming because once you start copying stuff, once you can copy, you can make money for copying. Shit, mm. what do you think they gonna they gonna you know? How they making these? It's crazy. I mean, and everything yeah. just about everything on this site is out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's frightening in and of itself. Yeah. And, you know, I think these, these especially these boys, they're looking at these videos 24-7, and they see these types of guns. They're fascinated with them. So if your kid is watching videos constantly, don't have nothing else to do, you better get him off that um, computer and get him to do mm-hmm. something else because if not, his his mind is, if somebody's bullying him or messing with him, he's going to go get one of these guns and just shoot him. I think that's what, what's going on with a lot of these kids that are in these schools. They're just, you know, they're they're deleting their situation. If they're being bullied, I can go get me a gun and I can go shoot it and the situation's gone. So, that's, yeah, that's, that that's happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, just, it goes back to parental responsibility. Because a lot of times yeah. in situations like that, it's the parents who have these guns, and the kids know where these guns are. Mm-hmm. So they get into a situation in school, and they just say, all right, I'm going to come back and deal with this person. They go home and get that gun and take it back up there to the school. Right. And and that's what's been going on these, um, lately, um, all these school shootings. Yeah, most of the time the child has been bullied. So, yeah. You know, you know it's, it's just crazy. Well, I did see the announcement. I didn't get all the details, but President Biden announced yesterday that they are they are launching some type of an anti-ghost gun initiative with the Justice mm-hmm. Department. Um, I, like I said, I don't have the details on it. So I don't know, you know, how that's all going to turn out or what it, they think they're going to accomplish. I just hope they actually get something done to try to at least deal with the ghost guns. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's not just the ghost guns. Their initiative had to do with the gun violence and ghost guns, the whole thing, the whole shebang. So maybe the Biden administration uh, and the Justice Department will be able to you know, make some kind of headway. There's something yeah. that got. Yeah, because it's it's you don't need a, you don't need any kind of background, no background check, no background yeah. check, uh, no untraceable and un um, serialized um, numbers, anything that's on it. Um, you know, avoid all the gun laws, so it's like anybody can buy it. It doesn't matter. So it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have to do something, do some kind of regulation, like you said. Absolutely. Um, In Minneapolis, I think it was this week, I'm not sure when it happened, but I just heard about it this week, there was another shooting of of a young black man. uh, It was a knock. They said it was a knock, no knock warrant being served. Right. 
This brother was on the couch, wrapped in a blanket, sleep, and the cops burst in to his place, and him not knowing what was going on, because they were looking for somebody, it turns out it was the wrong person. He had nothing to do with whatever the situation. So they come busting in the door, and, you know, him being wakened, it was like 6.30 in the morning. So him being awakened like that, he reached over and had a gun, like right there on his table or something. He went to grab for his gun, and by the time he got his hand on the gun and it, they said if the gun was pointing at them, those cops lit him up and killed him, only mm-hmm. to then find out he wasn't even the person they were looking for. Now, wow. I'm trying to understand yeah, if was... it's a no-knock and a knock warrant, how can it be both? But what got me is that when the guy woke up, he he woke up out of a dead sleep. Now they had a key to go inside. If you look, they turned the key. Yeah, they said now, they put the key in the door. I don't know where the key came from or whether a lock. I, like I said, I don't even know. Now when the guy got up, he got up with the with the the um, the comforter over his head. He got out of a dead sleep. When he got up, the gun was in his hand. Now, this was a SWAT team that had shotguns, and they mm-hmm. could have told him to drop the gun or anything. That and, and first of all, announce yourself as SWAT yeah. or the police. As soon as they saw the gun under the pillar, and like I said, the matching set, when they see a gun in brown skin, it's almost like they're deer hunting, you know, shoot to kill. There's no rhyme, no reason. I mean, and we know that's very evident because, we done seen some vicious little white boys, you know, get dropped off at Burger King for a damn sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all documented. After but killing a whole lot of black people. After killing folks. a whole lot of black people, mm-hmm. they get taken to Burger King for a sandwich. And, and just like the guy, another situation of a white boy, like, like not getting killed in the process, was the guy in Aurora mm-hmm. that had that green hair to shot up that, uh, that movie theater. Yeah. You know, he was dead to rights, killed all these people in a dark movie theater, and they bring him out in handcuffs. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? You know, but yeah. you, the guy in that apartment that you were talking about, mm-hmm. and there again in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Up there in Minneapolis. You know, he got out of the, off the sofa right there. They came in, he ran the sofa. Now, why he had a gun, who knows? You know, and then the guy didn't have a record or anything. No. That wasn't even the person they was looking for. No, they had the wrong person all the way around. And he had no record, no anything, and they just, oh, as soon as he seen the gun, they, bah, 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 like, end of story situation. It's like, you know, if you are a SWAT person that goes in there with all that anxiety, in most cases, what kills, what, what messes anything up in any situation is anxiety. You know, just like if you see your house catching on fire, you're sleeping, you come downstairs and your kitchen's burning, okay? Mm-hmm. The one thing that will burn your house down is your anxiety level, okay? If you don't take it down for a second or try to take it, it's easier said than done. If you don't try to take that anxiety down and say, okay, what's burning, okay? Mm-hmm. And is it and is it vicious, vicious enough for me to get in there and turn the burner off? Because so you could have been boiling an egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the source of the fire is the the, the light underneath the, 
thing, all the water it? is gone in the pot. The water is gone in the pot, the pot, whether you got an electric stove or a gas stove, what have you, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, if you keep any kind of mindset, then like I said, this is all easier said than done. But these cops come in with this anxiety, like the woman that shot the guy, uh, the female that said, taser, 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 yeah. and she ended up shooting him with the gun. Her anxiety was up. So she just she's acting like she's with and she's around four other cops, but that has nothing to do with her personal anxiety. Right. Anxiety will take you under. It really will with anything you do mm-hmm. in your life. Your children freaking out. How you cool them out? It's all on the anxiety. You can freak out with them or you can cool them out. I mean, anxiety is the name yeah. of the game. You know, it really is. Well, I brought that up only to say that. The the problem with the gun violence is not just with the criminals on the street, but then we got to deal with the violence being perpetrated by the cops, especially yeah. in cases like that. You yeah. know, this this brother wasn't even the one they were looking for. Now, why he was sleeping with a gun right next to him, I don't know. I don't know well, if he thought he was being robbed or if he thought it was a home invasion. If he had had this well, the gun was registered. The what? gun was registered to him, so. Okay, so it wasn't even an illegal. But weapon. you know what, though, you really can't say that because, based on your neighborhood, you know, some people just some people you got to sleep like that. Yeah, well, that's why I say it. He could have just been feeling mm-hmm. like somebody come busted in my joint. And they did come busting in, in there. The morning, and he woke you up. You obviously from, are not a friend of mine. He woke up so from people in his house. let me grab my gun and protect myself. He actually woke up with people in his house. Right. And, you know. He thought he had to wake up at 6.30 in the morning and protect himself. And now he's dead. Mm. Over some mm. bull crap. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, they trying to stop that. I don't understand the key, how they got a key. They must have got a key from the landlord or something. But, um, you know, what what happened to knocking on the door? Okay, this is the sheriff or this is Bounty Hunter, whoever. And it's up to them if they're going to flee. If they're going to flee, then you go ask them. That's different. But if you go in yeah. somebody's uh, home, uh, you know, I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> so how do I protect well, myself? See, that's, but that's the other problem. Because they said it was a knock, no knock warrant. Now, to me, that's like sense. saying it's off and on. It can be both. At least that I didn't think sense. so. I, I would have no. to do some research because they said knock, no knock warrant. So I don't you know if that means do. you have one you of each. You can do both. That's, that's crazy. And that's what I'm make. trying to understand. Yeah, that's crazy. But, so I don't know I, if, what, what kind of warrant they had, but... Either way, the situation went south real quick. Right. I, w- I was going to go back to these ghost guns for a minute. I was just reading some stats. Um, like some of these mass shootings, they, they, they were, um, it says in three separate mass shootings in California, um, 2019, 2017, and 2013, um, that they recovered a ghost gun. Mm-hmm. And um, they mentioned it. At least about 220 um, people were killed in 2020 just from ghost guns. I'm like, this is just crazy. This, this was only in the district. So it, it's crazy. It's just, they need to do something. Well. They need to do something. Yeah. They need to pass the law in quickly, um, like emergency law or something. 
and like you said, hold the um, parents more accountable. And then you you have to pay attention to what's going on with your kid too. You know, you making meth or guns or what what you doing in the garage? You know, what what you doing? What you doing in your room? Go go check and see what they doing. Yeah, you gotta pay attention. Yeah, you do. All right. That's it. Stay woke. Stay woke. Oh, don't start that up again. <laughs> we talked about staying woke last week. But anyway, yeah. all right. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And the next topic is going to be on the uh, bomb threats at the HBCUs that's been going on. Some more madness. But we'll pick that one up on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show, PJs only. No clothes allowed. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the John Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's talk about this uh, situation going on this week with the HBCU. They've been getting bomb threats. I'm like, you know, and it turns out this is not a new thing, but it's been a larger uh, volume of bomb threats, which seem to be culminating right around the beginning of Black History Month. (laughs) So I don't think it was accidental that it all happened around that time. But I thought it was interesting that uh, one of the, I guess you would say, wannabe criminals called and threatened to blow up one of the historically black universities down in Florida. And like I said, this was just one of numerous threats made against some of the schools across the nation. But this person, who an, an officer or an investigator, kept on the phone, they went on talking for 20 minutes. And they were describing this whole elaborate plot that involved seven bombs hidden in duffel bags and backpacks all around the school's perimeter there in Florida. And after uh, part of this 20-minute phone call, the person went on to say the bombs contained C4 explosives that were going to be detonated at Bethune-Cookman University on this past Monday uh, at Daytona Beach. Uh, the Daytona Beach uh, Police Chief, Jakari Young, was explaining all this in a news conference this week. And the caller also went on to say that a gunman was also going to open fire on the campus there in Florida right around lunchtime the same day. Now, this was all within a 20-minute conversation. Um, and continuing on with these threats, at least, A half a dozen historically black universities in five states 
including the District of Columbia, received bomb threats on this past Monday, and about a dozen more got bomb threats on Tuesday, which was the very first day of Black History Month. Now, a lot of the schools went into lockdown modes and everything with the campuses. They had to, you know, get the people to come out and search the school. You know, had people all stressed out, hoping that it wasn't going to be a real situation. But you can't take it for granted that these people are just talking trash. So they had to go in there and check, and everything came up clean. But, you know, still, it's the stress of it. For the students, the administrators, for the parents who have kids going to these schools, nobody wants to feel like my my child is at risk of being blown up by some lunatic out here just because they're at school. So you have to take all these threats serious. And then I started thinking, like, okay, so how much money is all this costing when you have to have all these, you know, experts and whatnot come out there to check everything? Somebody's paying for that. I assume it's the city, you know, the city police department, or if, they, if well, now the FBI is involved. So I'm just thinking, like, all this is a waste of resources to have to check these things, but you have to check them because you never know if somebody is really serious about threatening people's lives or is it all just a bunch of talk. But the bottom line is they don't seem to be out here threatening Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Columbia, you know, UCLA. None of these schools have been getting these kind of threats, at least not here lately. I don't know if they've ever been threatened this way. But now the FBI is involved, the Bureau of uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, that's ATF. Um, Well, now it's called the Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. I guess it's ATFE now, but they're all involved in it. Uh, the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Forces are investigating these threats as hate crimes because they believe that these were all, you know, racially motivated. So that's pretty much where it all stands. You know, you got at least 20 FBI field offices across the country that are investigating these because of the number of universities involved, and it's a lot of different schools. You know, at first when I heard this, I thought it was just Howard University. I didn't know that UDC, that's the University of the District of Columbia, I didn't know that they had been threatened as well. But you've got uh, the schools that received the threats were Howard University, University of the District of Columbia, which is, of course, in Washington, D.C., both of them, Morgan State University, Copen State University, which are in Baltimore. Then you've got Fort Valley State University in Georgia, Kentucky State University in Frankfort, Kentucky, Xavier University in Louisiana, New Orleans, Edward Waters University in Jacksonville, Florida, Alcorn uh, State University in Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State University, Uh, Russ College in Holly Springs, Mississippi, Spelman in Atlanta, Jackson State University in Mississippi, Tugelow College in Tugelow, Mississippi. All of these schools were reporting bomb threats. So this was clearly a very well-coordinated, 
Well, it wasn't really an well, attack. I, would, I guess she was. I saying. wouldn't really call it well coordinated. I think, I think you're giving ignorance too much intelligence. You know, because ignorance. No, I disagree. Ignorance. Please, some them hillbillies ain't got no intelligence. No, they really. The I list disagree. that you just gave, you can get that off of any internet site of the places you want to call. Oh, if I'm I, not if saying I put intelligence in, because they located Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait let's get back to what you was talking about. If, if I want a list of HBCU colleges, I can pull that up very easy. Right. And then I can put in, I can, now what they could be sophisticated is, is in their apparatus, on their, their, their computer systems, where they can dial a bunch of numbers all at one time. You know what I mean? I can put in all these numbers of administrative areas, even if I leave it on a voicemail. Or something, like, or whatever do whatever has to do with the, the college's uh, website or their social media site or whatever. And once you send something out like that and just let it go, and they send it from a fake IP address, you know this is not rocket science, you know, because just like they did with the little black boys that won the um, the little league uh, championship that year. And they took it from them because they claim all them little black boys didn't live in Chicago. So what what joker that was pissed off that their little white team lost to the black boys went around and found out the information on all these black people and where they lived? You know, that was just a matter of going down to the courthouse and giving them a list of names and seeing who lived where. Well, I'm not talking about the fact that they identified black colleges. Anybody can find that out. I'm talking about the coordination of them doing what they did in terms of the way that these threats were done. Now, they've already identified six tech-savvy juveniles. Turns out they were juveniles. They call them tech-savvy because of the way they were able to mask the way that the calls were done because the police had not been able to really trace back how the calls were made and not just using a burner phone and not just masking the IP address, these kids have But that doesn't make talent. them geniuses. I didn't say talent. I, I mean know, genius. I time, said tech savvy. But how many times do you get a call from people asking you, do you want to sell your house? Or get a letter in the mail where they got the address of your house, a picture of your house saying, you want to sell your house? Well, that just means that they just got off their rusty dusty and went down to the courthouse and seen your name, attached to your name, and then they call your cell phone. Because now you got some people that's in T-Mobile and in Verizon that's selling people's names and addresses like they're All going I'm out of stock. All i that the term that the FBI is using is that these juveniles that are people of interest, they have not been able to say that these are absolutely who mm-hmm. did it because of the way that they were able to mask everything that was done. The FBI has the outcome of what was done in terms of the calls or the messages and all of that. But the way that these people who are juveniles, mind you, have been able to mask what they did in the coordinated effort in which they did it, these kids but this are not this just This wasn't done average. in one day. You know, this was a thing that they planned to do. It these, just happened to come out that day. These all happened on the second. Right, but it wasn't planned the same day that it happened. You think that it just accidentally that no, all these threats I'm saying happened that on they, the second? No, I'm saying that they planned for this. This was a plan. That's what I and said. And it went into I effect on the second. a coordinated effort. 
right to put it together, but they didn't do it all. Like I'm like I don't want to elaborate on, but all I'm saying is that I'm not giving them hillbillies too many too much credit. I'll be honest with you. You know, and the, the biggest reason I say that, and this is my opinion, I just think blacks get too excited over stuff instead of them trying to kind of you know build the bushes a little higher so now they don't see us and we could peep them and understand them, and then we make some calls to Yale and, and Harvard and do the same thing they did. I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Why don't we just trick them at their own game? If they teaching us how to be slick, then let's be slick. We wasn't born to be slick. Yeah, no one was be taught to be slick. No. But, hell, sometimes you, you – I'm telling you right now, I mean this sincerely. Sometimes when it comes to your niceness and your kindness in the world today – that your your parents and grandparents so you gotta take the edge off of that. You can't you can't walk around with, with you know, Sadie's beliefs today. You know, you could put it in inside your heart, but you gotta harden your heart. The world ain't 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 is not ain't got your your mother and father's goodness written on it no more. And you can't roll with all that sweet kindness you know, sweet, low, yeah, sweet but, chariot. But no, that ain't working. There's a problem with that. It's not working. And the problem is that if you fight fire with fire, everybody No, I ain't say fight up. fire. I said beat them at their own game. Well, what's the difference? That, to me, sounds like fighting fire well, with fire. No, what's I'm not. Go ahead, go ahead. Kevin, you got something to say about that? You saying they, who is they? I said, you saying they, who is they? Are you assuming they're, they're well, white? They, because they, 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 they talking about no, 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 we ain't talking... We ain't talking color. We talking about going after the very opposite of what they are doing. If somebody's focusing on HBCUs, then people that want to get revenge on them, not revenge, but just paint the same color that they painting it, go after the the uh, Ivy League other stuff. Colleges. Other colleges that the other people that that are thinking that other colleges are sitting back thinking that. They can't be defaced. You know well, what I mean? I it's like I said, but, you don't do, but, I don't my, do my it. My question is, why are they doing it? What is going on that you they are doing that just to, black colleges? What they doing that to get, get a rise. They do that to get a rise. Why does Ted, Why does Cruz say what he says to get a rise? Why does Trump say what he he's says stupid. to get he's a stupid. rise? Well, that's what it that's is. All. Mm-hmm. It is stupid. Well, well the one, of the people, one of the people that the one of the investigators talked to in Florida identified himself as being affiliated with one of these neo-Nazi groups called the Anton Waffen Division. I've never heard of that, but I don't know anything about neo-Nazis. Yeah, okay. But this person identified themselves as being with that group. And then if you go back into May, a federal judge in Virginia sentenced a former Anton Waffen division leader, this guy John Cameron Denton, to more than three years in prison for his role in a conspiracy to make bogus bomb threats and 911 calls to over 100 targets that included black churches, or at least one black so they, church. So they think that this group is responsible? Is that what he's trying to tie it to? They, they, didn't, they didn't necessarily say that. They just said that because one of the people who had called regarding the Florida school that was uh, threatened okay. affiliated okay. himself with this group, they said, right. "Well, this there was someone with this actual group who did so get jail like time for his behavior and stuff threats, you know, back in right. May." I, right, but I that was what you're saying. Jail. So they're trying to connect him so. with with 
this might have been the group that might have done it. I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I like I said, I hope there's nothing for real, for real, as far as bombs on those campuses. But it's like people don't have anything else to do. Go do something else. And you yeah, know, you. like you said, Bob, they're just trying to get a rise out of people. Why? Yeah, really you trying to get a rise. Or, or, or you just trying to just play that political card or something? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. This doesn't make sense to you me. You know, but like I said, it's a problem because it consumes so much energy and resources. Every time somebody says bomb threat, you, you right. got to clear out the school, lock it down, sure. bring in the people, bomb sniffing dogs, and all of that stuff. You know, and it doesn't accomplish anything, but it just wastes people's time and, you know, money and energy and effort. And Anyway, all right, I'm done with it. I just yeah. hope that, you know, whoever it is, that it, it was all just a bluff. I, I don't see anything, you know, materializing from it. And I'm not, I'm not taking it so lightly, but I'm just saying the fact that um, if we don't get a rise, then they don't get, they don't get happy. You know what I mean? If we freaking out and acting all, and that's a, just that's such as life. Like with anything, I mean, if you if you if you people that is messing with you see that you're they're they're making you flinch by, they're gonna keep on doing it. But if they see you ain't paying no rabbit ass mind, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I just feel like you know, I've had a mini boss in my life, and I mean it sincerely. I'm, I'm gonna compare that to this. I've had a mini boss in my life on jobs that was making much more money than me. What they think they had going on more than me, but I knew at the end of the day what I was going home to, and I knew the own I knew the integrity in my own life, and I did not let any a so-called boss or supervisor define me as a person because I knew at the end of the day that I was living a better life than he was living. I was getting much more pussy than he was getting for sure. You know, and anything else that I was doing was was much more of an abundance than he was doing. So I wasn't even worried about his ass at all. But I don't want to change the subject. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll get off of that. Okay. Anyway, we'll take a little CC and... Uh... All right, we'll do that. And then we're coming back to do... Uh, let's see, what's our next topic, Papa Didi? Uh, be the uh, discrimination in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's another hot topic. All right, we'll be back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to John Party One. It was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Hey. All right. All right. Discrimination in the NFL. 
Boy, let me tell Boy, you. The NFL is a hotbed of mess. Man, the NFL is a hot mess right now, and it's on so many different fronts, and it's on so many different levels that it's not even funny. You know, uh, I tell you what, being we're in the, we're in the, D- the D.C. area, why don't we start off with the, uh, what's that new name? Uh, Kettle? Oh, com- Commander? Commander. Commander. Yeah. Commander. Commander. <laughs> Three-star commander reporting his duty, sir. Anyway, allegations of misconduct against little Dan Snyder. Okay? Horny little fish. Freakazoid robot. Okay? I don't know if you remember songs from the 70s talking about freakazoid robots. Anyway, Dan Snyder was a hot mess. And the girls got him on Capitol Hill talking about him. Former employees for, for Washington's NFL franchise spoke up on Capitol Hill and described misconduct inside the organization and a, a, a new allegations of a unwanted sexual advance by Snyder. Everybody thought they were going to talk about the team in general, but these women were actually talking about Dan Snyder, okay? He's a little guy, but he must be hung like a Shetland pony because he was horny as a fish. Anyway... The National Football League said it would launch a uh, new probe of allegations made by former employees of uh, Washington's NFL franchise, okay, including a, the accusations of harassment against uh, uh, different females that was working for the company. Uh, he would have all kinds of different parties where he would be sitting next to uh, cheerleaders. They were off duty, of course, but he's rubbing their legs and things like that. And my question on this is, where where is his wife knowing all this? Or is she just as freaky as he is? Now, I'm trying to figure out what, what that situation is. But as we know recently, during that whole situation of, and this is such a guilty plea on his part, that whole accusation of how bad they was, he took his name off the lead bill of the Washington football team, and now his wife heads up the ownership name of the team. Now, that's some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Only done by classic white folks, okay? Because I don't think a sister would fall for that shit. But anyway, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Now, here it is. You rubbing women's crotch, tapping ass, doing all kind of frolic stuff, being a big-time freak. And this is over the last 14, 15 years, okay? Now, at the end of the day, you tell your wife, who obviously knows all about that, so I don't know if it was some threesomes going on or whatever her situation was, but you tell your wife, look here, baby, you know all that messing around I was doing? Well, the NFL is closing in on me. I tell you what I'm going to do. In order to save our team and save our house and save our fortune, I'm going to put the team in your name. So now the team is in. Mrs. Snyder's name. This way, if he gets, and he won't because, you know, that just ain't the way the billionaires roll. They got lawyers to keep it in litigation forever. But if his head was the role, then the football team would lead a family because wife has no priors and no seeing accused of nobody. They ain't saying nothing about her grabbing no Johnson. So I guess she's pretty free of any kind of uh, misconduct or what have you. But that all remains to be seen. Anyway, 
in the midst of all that, uh, the NFL said they're going to launch another investigation. Well, they had all the information they needed, but Goodell held back on, we're not going to make that public. Yeah, we know you're going to make it public because it was horrible. It was a mess. How are you going to make something public that's just an absolute mess? Now, here's another thing on the NFL. Now, during this particular time of the break after all the playoffs was over, there was uh, nine NFL coaches that were fired. Nine jobs came up. And one of the ones that was fired was a guy named Brian Flores. This is a quiet, strong brother that was coaching for the Miami Dolphins. Wasn't bothering nobody. They had a nice winning season. Everything was cool. All of a sudden, he got fired out of nowhere. Bam! Everybody said, wow, that's shocking. Oh, well, maybe him and the owner didn't get along. Well, yada, 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 yada. So after a couple months, it kind of just went as regular news, and they, you know, wondering if they're going to hire any black people. All of a sudden, Brian Flores, Pulled a fast one on him. He's suing the NFL, the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Miami Dolphins. Okay? He said that they're racist. He said that back in 2019, when he was going for a job. Now, mind you, let me give you a little history on Brian Flores. He was one of the coaches under Bill Belichick. So he won a couple Super Bowls with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And when he got an offer to get a job somewhere else, he put and made a move. But in the midst of him going somewhere else, he interviewed with the Denver Broncos back in 2019. And he said John Elway and the other characters showed up an hour late for his interview, and they was half drunk. And they was in there. They weren't even coherent toward his interview. And then a situation he that's that was a two that's why he's suing the Broncos. Now, the Giants just recently he's supposed to interview with them, I think today as a matter of fact, but three days ago he got a text from Bill Belichick who said, I see you got a job with the Giants, congratulations. Now but Belichick is with the Patriots, right? Belichick is the coach of the Patriots. Shows he's in he's in with the owners. And Bryant said, so we talking about me getting a job. Well, well, I just want to congratulate. I heard you got the job. Well, Belichick texts the wrong Brian. He texts another guy named Brian. Uh, I think his name is Skullick. He's the one that got a job with the Giants. But that wasn't supposed to be told yet because Brian Flores hadn't even got an interview yet. But Belichick know that they already hired a white boy before Flores even got an interview. So he got the text and everything on Belichick. Now, here's old Bill Belichick, seven Super Bowl wins. He's all in the mix, sending out wrong texts and everything, messing everything up. First of all, your old ass need to retire. Okay? You won seven Super Bowls with six Super Bowls, excuse me, with Tom Brady. He won seven. The other one was with Tampa Bay. You won six Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Why is your old ass still hanging around? Bill Belichick was around with Bill Parcells and Lawrence Taylor back in the day. Why is your old ass still hanging around? What are, what are you doing? I mean, are you just engulfed in that whole situation? But anyway, that's why he's suing the Giants. 
because they hired somebody. So when he went to the interview or was going to go to the interview, it would have been just a flush. It would have been like a mockery because they already hired somebody. And Miami, the team that fired him, he got an accusation on them that back in 2020, he wanted them to lose a few games. The, the owner said, Flores, I'll pay you $100,000 for every game that you lose because we want to get a first-round draft choice. And he turned it down. But he put that in lawsuit. So he sued in Denver for giving him a, a lousy interview, being drunk at the interview. The Giants, because they hired somebody, didn't tell him was still going to interview him. And Bill Belichick messed it up by sending a text and messing that whole move up, you know. And the fact that the team he just got fired from, the uh, Miami Dolphins, for just, you know, firing him for no reason and telling him to do unlawful stuff. Yeah. So it's just a mess right now. And Brian Flores was the great coach. Didn't bother nobody. Didn't make no noise. The brother wasn't no talkative guy. Nobody even knew him. You know? His season wasn't even bad. So season wasn't bad, but that owner knew that he'd done a bunch of rank stuff through the years, and they wanted to get rid of brother. That's how, like we were talking about earlier when it comes to black men, to savage black men is no problem. You know, it's no problem. You want to savage them and lay them out for dead? What the hell? Just throw a black bag over them and let the black van take them away. It don't matter. But what gets me on all this, couple things. In the news now, ESPN, the NFL Network, Fox uh, Sports Channel, FS1, every time they interview people to talk about Brian, Brian Forrest's situation, they're interviewing black sports analysts. Yeah, what do you think? And the black guys say, well, you know, he was he was railroad. Blah, blah, blah. Well, why aren't you interviewing no white guys? How come we can't get the opinion of white people on what's happening with the brother? But when you do interview white folks, well, I really don't have a comment on that. I don't really want to blah, 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 blah. That's in litigation. I don't want to blah, blah. It's amazing how white folks want to stay on the right side of white and don't have no comment and the only people talking about what a black man is doing is another black man. Well, why am I watching ESPN when the only opinion I can get from a sports channel on what's going on is from another black man? What the hell I need to hear from him for? I'm a black man myself. I know what he's going through. Why I got to watch TV? I want to hear what the white man thinks. Can I get his damn opinion for a change? Now, here's a twist to the story, and I'm going to back off after this here. Here's a guy who used to play for the Giants, okay? And his name is Tiki Barber, okay? Let me tell you about that little, what can I call him, a dick slinger? Gentleman. Yeah, let's call him a gentleman. <laughs> he's another person who must be hung like a Shetland pony because he's so horny it's not even funny. Now, in the middle of Brian Flores' situation with the Giants and everything, Tiki Barber comes out and says, now, he's a black man. Now, his brother, Rondé Barber, is a twin. They both played in the NFL at the same time. I think Rondé Barber played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers years ago, and Tiki Barber played for the Giants. Pull them up on the Internet, take a look at them. They're twins, okay? Now, Tiki Barber, let's talk about his ass. He's defending the Giants. He's defending that all that BS that they've done against Brian Flores just yesterday. Oh, I don't believe Flores. The Giants is a 
that organization is blah, 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 blah. Now, let's talk about Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber, a few years back, got a job with NBC as a, they had him doing all kinds of stuff. He was a go anywhere, do anything kind of, he did a little sports thing. He was on this, on that, today's show, popping, doing it. You know, he was like a little bounce around guy, like Strahan more or less. Wasn't as prominent, but he was just a, you know, pretty black face to play in the NFL kind of thing, yada, yada, yada. Now, he was married to an Asian woman who was pregnant with twins. Now, Tiki Barber goes to NBC, ends up messing around with a little blonde intern, okay, while his wife's about to have twins. Relationship became public. Now, the little white girl said, shit, I ain't giving this man up. She done went public saying, this is my man. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba. So NBC still kept him. I don't know what was up with that. Okay, you in there, just, you worse than the other guy from NBC. What was his name uh, back in the day? Matt Lowry? Matt Lowry yeah. Okay, you up there. It seemed like NBC just got a sperm bank up there, boy. It's just the Johnsons <laughs> is flying up in there. Everybody's just fucking everybody. It's crazy. Anyway, they kept him on NBC. But the, the moral of the story is how can Tiki Barber come out in the middle of all this litigation and speak on the racist-ass New York Giants because he played for them when, motherfucker, you got enough shit on your own plate. You left your wife with twins, and she's divorcing you, and you fucking an intern from NBC that you that worked for you in the middle and then you go ahead and learn to speak you should have duct tape on your mouth anyway I'm gonna leave that alone like I said between Dan Snyder Tiki Barber uh, the coach of the, uh, the, the Patriots sending that bad text uh, Belichick you know, Brian Flores suing the NFL and the three teams. The NFL right now is a mess. So, My goodness. judge it how you want. I just wanted to put that out there. Whew. Man. Whew. How about that? And then they got the Super Bowl coming up. And the up. Super Bowl's next week. And we're supposed to celebrate the NFL. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about that, Kettle? Um, <laughs> I need a drink after that. Um, I think, you know what? <laughs> I thought, I mean, you got some good points. I started thinking about it. I said, you know what? Maybe we need to create another league. I mean, there, there has been other leagues. Yeah. Why not? They should be there. They got one. We need to create just like, the U.S. Yeah, well, just like they did with, with baseball with the Negro League. They, they make another league but still keep the end for Negro. Negro Football League, you know. Or, you know, whatever. But that's pretty much what the NFL is if you take the owners out. Yeah, yeah that's very true. But, well, but uh, this is going to show you. But what, what really got me was that Dan Snyder. Man, them girls up in D.C. was telling the story. And, and they did not yet. hold back nothing. Okay? The girl said he had his leg on my thigh when we was about to go in the limousine. The lawyer said, Dan. Dan, that's not a good idea, man. Yeah, like, don't, don't, don't do it, man. And she literally said it. She said he had his hand on my back trying to get me in his limousine. He didn't stop until his lawyer said, Dan, Dan, but that's, that's not that's, a good isn't idea. That, but isn't that crazy that a lawyer has to tell you, an owner, because yeah. you think yeah. you're a white person, you can do whatever the fuck that you want to do? 
Because you're about to give him some paperwork. He know you're about to give him some paperwork to do. Yeah, you, you, you are so really that's, that's, called, that's called thinking with your lower brain. Oh, yeah. He's, he, that lower brain was talking to him, you, and he just guys, couldn't hear anything else. These guys must be, they must be hung like Shetland ponies, because they're horny no, as hell. Their wallet is hung like Shetland ponies. That's yeah, I'm sure. What it is, yeah, their wallets are sure. hung. Yeah, yeah. yeah, their wallet's a lot lower than their Johnson, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see Continue to see his investigation to see what's going to happen. Um, are they going to do anything? Are they going to find him? Um, just slap him on the wrist or what? I mean, there needs to be some changes, you know. Yeah, but, talk about. And then now. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just had a thought, but no, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. No, but did you see that changes. when they were doing the? Did you see when they were doing the presentation for that the new team? They got this young black guy who's the president of the team now. Oh, uh-huh. Washington. Washington. This young brother, then he got the, the quarterback, what was his name, Doug Williams. Yeah, they And then another black guy who was a linebacker. Uh-huh. And everybody that was at that celebration was black, black, and the black, 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 and the black, black, black. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You done went from white, 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 horny, 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 slinging Johnsons everywhere. Now, and he said, well, over the last 18 months, we made tape. Well, what did you do before 18 months ago? Well, that's, that's the You was around. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, they brought back folk from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, mm-hmm. I'm ready for that cocktail kettle. If you got one for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Well, we're going to beef it up a little bit. So we're going to switch it up. Oh, okay. boy, that's funny. Yeah. You, 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 you put us in that mode, Papa. Yeah, but that NFL is a mess right now. It's a mess. It is. That's a National it Freak is. League right now. It's a mess. But you know what? A lot of stuff, well, let me just say this. When Robert Cadell was going through some changes and, and Kraft was, that was kind of opening up a lot of things that was really troubling or going on in the NFL, and a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't see it. A lot of stuff they just swept under the rug, and that could have been, look, a prime reason, but one of the reasons why Brady said, let me get the hell from up here. Cause y'all not yeah. gonna pull me in some shit. Uh, y'all gonna mess I up my damn reputation. Uh-huh. Same thing. So that's when like, he saw no. Brian Flores. Like Tom Brady said, "I'm a good boy. I'm getting up out of here." <laughs> yeah, and his wife probably said, "Look, let's, let's go." <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, this cocktail was called the Honey Lemon and Grand Marnier Margarita Recipe. Um, we have honey, lemon, and Grand Marnier, of course. Uh, Anejo tequila, fresh lemon juice, and uh, honey syrup. Hmm. All right, so looks delicious too. So we're gonna make two ounces of Anejo or Resverado tequila. That's our people. Um, Three fourths ounces of fresh lemon juice. Uh, three-fourth ounces of honey syrup, and half an ounce of Grand Marnier, or an ounce if you prefer. That's what I would prefer. And also <laughs> um, a lemon uh, lemon wheel. Um, a half a cup of honey, and a, um, I'm sorry, quarter cup of honey and a quarter cup of uh, water. So combine all ingredients in a cocktail shaker, add a cup of ice, and shake vigorously for like about 10 or 15 seconds. Pour straight into the old-fashioned glass 
with the uh, new crushed ice in it and um, garnished with the um, lemon wheel. So um, check out this refreshing drink. It's called the Honey Lemon and Grand Marnier Margarita. Mm, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. All right. I appreciate that. We'll have to check that That's out. Right. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, let's see. We're going to keep it moving, fighting it up. Um, let's see, Cattle. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in front of you on the weird news. Come on. Since you just gave us the margarita, and um, I'm gonna kick off the weird news for tonight because this one is just <laughs> kind of funny. But we've got right. a, a truck with a hundred monkeys that crashed, and the monkeys got loose. <laughs> uh, typical, right? This is out of Danville, Pennsylvania. A truck carrying about 100 monkeys was involved in a crash Friday in Pennsylvania, and state police said that the authorities were searching for at least three of the monkeys that appeared to have escaped in the midst of everything that happened with the crash. The truck carrying the animals crashed with a dump truck in the afternoon in Montour County, Pennsylvania, and the Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Andrea Pelichek uh, had, was explaining all this to the uh, Daily Item newspaper. The truck had been on its way to the lab, and I think those monkeys knew it. You know when they use monkeys for science <laughs> experiments and all? Those monkeys right. knew where they were going. Those oh, monkeys yeah. probably made the truck crash. One of those monkeys was doing <laughs> something, and that truck crashed with that dump truck. <laughs> and oh, the plan boy. probably was for everybody to get out. And only three of them actually got away. So authorities have asked the residents in the area, uh, if they see the monkeys, please call the state police. And they gave the number. If you're in Danville, 570-524-2662. If you see those monkeys running loose, they said it was unclear if any of the people or animals were injured in the crash. But I think those those monkeys do. They were like, this is our last chance before we get to that lab. <laughs> We're getting up out of here. Mm, mm, mm. Shout you out to the numbers the monkeys. 1-800-MONKEYS? <laughs> <laughs> That's the toll-free number. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. wow. Um, All right. All right. Uh, I'll take the next one. Oh, okay. Um. An Irish police investigates claim a dead man taken to the post office. Okay. This happened in London. Police in Ireland are investigating reports that the body of a dead man was brought to a post office in an attempt to collect his pension. The Irish Times said a man who appeared to be in his 60s was dragged into the post office in the town of Carlo, Carlo on Friday, propped up by two younger men. When questioned by staff, the two fled, leaving behind the older man who was found to be dead. Wow. Um, the Ireland National Police Force um, would not discuss details of the case, but said officers were investigating circumstances surrounding the quote-unquote unexplained death of an elderly man. The force um, said an autopsy will be conducted to determine his um, cause of death. Um, according to the Irish Times, one of the younger men had inquired about collecting someone's pension and was told that the uh, recipient had to be present. 
with the help of a companion, he allegedly returned with the dead man's body. Lord have mercy. It's wrong. Mm. That's crazy. crazy. Mm. So wait, they left the dead man in the place? In the bank? Uh, post office. They were trying to get his... I don't his, mean the um, post office, not the bank. Probably trying to get his pension. You know how they, you know, mail it to you through the mail. And he had oh, a present, so... I believe it. I, I believe it. I, I believe it. I'm telling That's you. Crazy. That pension stuff, boy, people be, people yeah. be so yeah. People be riding on other people's money, boy. And when it stops, they be they like, do. what happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. They said, we going to so. get this one more check. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it says, it's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Something out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. That's what they said. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't write this stuff. I tell you, crazy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right this was at the uh, this is at the Pentagon in D.C. Uh, Wandering Hen was uh, taken into custody at the Pentagon security area. Oh no! I guess what? you gotta watch it. It could have, you know, it could have been a Russian plan or something. You know what I mean? Could have been sent in by, you know, they all into the thing with the. Uh, oh. Croatia, you never know. Could have been a mechanical joint. Anyway, a wandering uh, chicken was caught sneaking around the security area at the Pentagon. Mm. A local animal welfare organization said the loose hen was found early Monday morning near the U.S. Department of Defense headquarters. So the Animal Welfare League of Arlington, Virginia, wrote uh, on social media, apparently the answer to why did the chicken cross the road to get to mm. the Pentagon was what Drew posted. <laughs> so everybody wow. was a joke of the day. So, oh, that's cute. So for, and this is serious stuff. So for security reasons, the chicken was taken into custody by one of the league's employees. Mm. Oh, and uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Jones, she's a spokesman for the organization, said in the email that she couldn't reveal the precise she couldn't reveal the precise location where the bird was spotted for security reasons. So wow. you know they're gonna cook that chicken. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Somebody about to fry that bird. There's a shortage in chicken, so you might be right on that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds suspicious to me. That's crazy. Yeah, I tell that's you. some crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why it's the weird yeah. news. All right. All right. Well, Papa Didi, since you got the mic, I'm going to kick it back to you for what's popping. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep it short. I just want to wrap up that whole football thing to uh, tell people that, uh, you know, there was nine jobs open for the coaching thing. I think they filled about five or six so far. Still no blacks. There's only one black coach in the NFL, and that's uh, your boy. Uh, coach Tomlin. Coach Tomlin of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the only black coach, and I don't think he's going nowhere because the Steelers ain't even in that mess. They don't have a, a horse in that race, and they say, you know what, uh-uh, we sorry. But I think the biggest thing is that a lot of these owners don't want blacks to get too close to their fortune. They don't want them to learn too much about it, but they'd rather have nosy-ass Bill Belichick. Hmm. He's trying to hang around. It's almost like he's trying to outlive Kraft. Oh, Lord. You know, and that happened with the – that happened just like uh, we talking about the Denver Broncos and John Elway, who's the coach, who's the quarterback at Denver Broncos. He outlived the owner. He's the president of Denver Broncos, and the owner of the uh, the family still owns the Denver Broncos, but the owner, he died. Mm-hmm. So now it's the wife and the children and all, but 
they got John Elway as the big guy there. So I don't think that anybody, you can hire somebody, but you just, if you hire a coach, just keep them in perspective. You can keep them away from the fortune, but you can't keep them away from y'all trying to win games. But they feel like the closer black people get, you know, they get paranoid, like to say, you know, we can't let that Negro near our, our secrets and what we do as a team. And, and I, another thing, too, and, and the final thing I want to say is that if you want to run your team like, you know, it's a business like the Asians do, you don't, you know, you go on them buffets, you don't see too many people in there working there other than Asians, you know? True. So I would tell the owners that if you want to, not you just make a statement that we're going to hire who we want to hire, we don't give a damn, yada, 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 you know? Just, just be for real. But don't fake the funk like you interviewing people, knowing damn well you picking up. And look, all these young guys in there, uh, all these, they got coaches now that's in their 30s. And it's just a mess to coach the two coaches that are coaching in the Super Bowl coming up. Neither one of them are 40 years old yet. So it's, you know, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And all the black people that support the NFL, it's, it's a damn shame that there's no representation. So I just want to put that out there. Anyway. And they don't care. Nope. Yeah. But I guess I'll still watch it, the uh, Super Bowl. I know you will. See the halftime show. And I guess I'll watch the game. But I don't appreciate the way they've been behaving. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things just wanted to change. You know, we thought we'd come a long way. It seemed like we were going backwards now. So. Yeah. Isn't that all, always mm-hmm. how it turns out? Yes, you know, We feel like we're getting mm-hmm. somewhere, and we find out we're just walking in place. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to create our own gener- generational wealth. And um, that's why That's why I, I believe that's why a lot, a lot of black businesses have come, come about. And finally, you know, somebody's helping them. So, you know, let's see. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna jump right into. Uh, I'm just saying, we're gonna keep it moving because right. I want to talk about this one. You know, since it is Black History Month, Happy Black History Month, everybody. Right. Um, you know, now here's something that came up. Uh, since it is Black History Month, and uh, according to the artist formerly known as Kanye, he wants to call it Black Future Month. And I said, you know, that's probably one of the few things that Kanye has ever said that really made sense to me. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool with calling it Black Future Month. That's fine. But anyway, apparently it seems that some parents down in good old Alabama are having a problem with the teachers in the schools that are celebrating Black History Month. What a surprise, right? Shocker, shocker. It turns out that some of these parents have determined that Black History Month and critical race theory are one and the same thing. Now, I'm trying to figure out, like, how did they come to this conclusion? But that's what that's what these parents are complaining to the school board or the, you know, superintendent and whatnot down in Alabama. 
And typically, these are the people who've been on that anti-critical race theory wagon anyway. So needless to say now, they have a problem with the teachers talking about Black History Month, Black History Facts, Black Accomplishments, Black, 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 anything Black. They got a problem with it because they're trying to link it to uh, critical race theory. And once again, because people run off at the mouth about things that they clearly don't understand, you got all these people rallying against the teaching of critical race theory without the knowledge of what that even means. Now, they keep trying to explain this to people, and they've been telling them over and over that critical race theory was something that had been it was being taught at the college level. It was not being taught in junior high, elementary, or high school. It just wasn't. But somehow these loudmouth know-it-alls that know nothing started running their mouth talking about critical race theory, and then it became like a battle cry for these people who have been now, one of them, governor of Virginia, in office talking all this stuff. So now they're all on this anti-critical race theory wagon talking all this stuff. And these people in Alabama are saying, well, we don't want our kids to be taught critical race theory when all the teachers are trying to teach them about is some of the accomplishments and some of the experiences that black people have gone through as part of the history of America. It ain't critical race theory. It's just history. But see, the problem is that these white folks in Alabama are so uncomfortable with the truth. They don't want their little children to be told that their ancestors used to whip black folks, treat them bad, rape them, hang them, lynch them, brutalize them, steal them, abuse them. They don't want them to know about all the atrocities of the past because they're afraid that it's going to make them feel bad. They think it's going to hurt their feelings and make them feel bad. And I'm like, are you serious? How do you think everybody feels in this country about things that were negative that have happened? We all just have to deal with it because the truth is the truth. And as they say, the truth will set you free. But you want to go in and edit the school books, the textbooks. You want to take out all of the quote-unquote ugliness. You only want the kids to hear the nice things. You want them to believe that slavery wasn't all that bad, that the Negroes were happy and they were proud to be a slave and they loved their master and all of this bullshit. You want to teach the kids this fantasy instead of just tell them the truth. So now they want to try to rewrite the textbooks and they're afraid that you that teaching kids about black history is somehow going to warp their mind and make them feel like black history is somehow anti-white. And nobody's saying that. All we're saying is that if it's the truth, it's the truth. If it's a fact, it's a fact, period. <laughs> you can't take an exacto knife and cut out the parts that you don't want to deal with. That's not how history should work, but that's how they try to make it work. So to these folk in Alabama, y'all need to understand that black history is not critical race theory. It's just American history. Maybe the problem is we need to stop calling it black history and let it just be history. 
because black people have accomplished so many mm. things in this country, just like white people have, Asian Americans have, Puerto Rican Americans have, the whole hyphenated Americans have done a lot of things in America for America. So can we just get off of this anti-critical race theory thing? History is history. The truth is the truth. The facts are the facts. And if you think that's going to break your little white kid's heart, you need to get over it. I'm done. This crap pisses me off. I know that's right. Yeah, they want want to keep them in the dark, sure. Mm-hmm. They want to keep. Yeah. They want them in. The, they want to keep them in the dark. They're like, oh no, this Black History stuff. They trying to slip in critical race theory. That's all it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're not standing mm-hmm. for it. Just to win, sit your uneducated, ignorant ass down. Yeah, you know, that is the Ooh. biggest. That's Ooh. the biggest situation. Ooh, I need some cold ignorance water. Is, <laughs> ignorance is completely blessed on that particular situation. Oh, so. yeah. I agree really with you good. on that, Bob. It is. Yep. Oh boy! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come back some, with I, the. Uh, we'll be coming back with the Hollywood. Uh, I need wrap a, up. I need a cold beverage. All right. These people just upset me. I, I just tell you the truth. All right. We're gonna take a quick break and re- regather ourselves. Well, I will. I'm the one all fired up. And we'll be back on the other side of the break with the, uh, what are you doing, with Papa Didi and Living for no, the City? No, we'll go with the Hollywood wrap-up. Oh, we'll okay, we're coming back to the Hollywood wrap-up. On the other side of the break, it's the Pajama Party Show. You heard? This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night. For the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. John Party Monday with Papa Dee here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, all you right, Kettle. Down yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still ranting about it during the break, but I'm I'm trying to calm down. Hmm. Mm. All right. But I, before you go into Hollywood, I I just want to say mm-hmm. one more thing. I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest fears that these parents have is that when their kids get educated to what really happened historically, when those kids look up with their big eyes and say, but mommy, daddy, why? Why did they do that to those people 
Why did they beat the people? Why would they sell someone away from their, you know, sell somebody's child away? Why? Can you explain this to me? And when those parents can't explain it, I think that's what they're running from. Yeah. So you can't explain that crap. It's nothing logical about it. Why? They'll keep the Holocaust. They'll keep the Holocaust alive forever and talk about all the things that went on, and that's a terrible thing. But they will not show them kids a whelp on the backs and tell them that yeah. a white person did that to them. They will not show a slave hung from a tree or none of that. They'll show the Holocaust. Uh-huh. Oh, look what they did to the Jews. But they won't show what their own kind mm-hmm. did to black folks. But the kids will learn the when they get older. So. They'll get the whole yeah. idea. Yeah, right. yeah they'll All figure right. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for kettle and the entertainment <clears throat> Hollywood wrap up. Go for it, Papa. Give us, give us her intro. <laughs> He's sitting here laughing. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Kel? I'm ready. All right. Hollywood. Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood and see what's happening. All right. Thank you for that, Papa. Um, here we go again. This is baby number eight. Nick Cannon apologizes for the extra pain or confusion he caused after announcing he's expecting baby number eight. Um, he goes on to say, I misspoke and probably went too much into detail, expressing my feelings, and it probably felt like I was making some comparatives when talking about the passing of my son then and then also talking about the new child I'm expecting. Come on now. You just, you know, your your son just passed away a couple of months ago. And here you saying you have baby number eight on the way and plus that you're getting married. Um, what? He's, model, he's marrying Bree to EC. She's a model. Um, and I'm like, okay, where's these women coming from? Um, they come out the woodwork for something. It's crazy. He sure so, can find um, him. Yeah, so I, I think he, to me, I, it says during his his um show, um, he apologized for the way he handled the announcement, citing that he may have unintentionally said too much. No shit. I bet. I mean, is that insensitive or what? And yeah, yeah that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these mothers, I'm quite sure, I mean, we women, we emotional creatures. They feel in some kind of way. So he also is a parent to 10-year-old twins, um, you know, with Mariah Carey, and um, he has a 4-year-old son, Golden, and he has an 11-month-old daughter. Where are these names coming from? The daughter's name is Powerful. Um, and powerful? And his 5 months, and, and, and he is, yeah, Powerful. And he has um, five-month-old twins, Zion and Zillion. Come on now. Really? Wow. Okay, yeah. you're, you're doing too much. I, me, personally, this is just me. I just think something is going on with him. Either somebody mentioned earlier to me, he could be bipolar. Something is going on. He's, he's just doing too much. And these women, they just going to take this shit and lay down and take it. I'm sorry. Okay, that's a whole nother show. Um, in other news, okay. Hollywood news, Oscar nominee Taraji P. Henson has been 
Tapped to star as Suge Avery in the upcoming film adaptation of Tony-winning Broadway musical The Color Purple. Okay. All right. All right. Kudos to her. Um, she also did the musical Annie Live. Remember, she did that last year. Um, she oh, played yeah. Miss Hannigan, the ABC musical television special. It was, it was really good. She was good. Also in the cast of this um, color purple is Fantasia, um, her, uh, also Daniel Brooks. She's from Orange is the New Black and The Mahalia Story. She was excellent in The Mahalia Story. I didn't know yes, who she, she was. was at the time, but she was off the chain. And yeah, so, I didn't know who she was either. That. Yeah. Right. If you, don't, if you didn't see Mahalia, you need to go find it. It's the uh, story of Mahalia Jackson. Also, Halle yeah, Berry. Yeah, it ran on Lifetime. And, um, that was good. Right. Um, Halle Berry is also in it, and um gentleman by the name of um, Coleman Domingo. He played in Lincoln in uh, the movie Selma. So just check him out. You, you'll know who it is. Um, also, Snoop Dogg promises gifts to a lovely couple who helped reunite him with his pet pooch. Okay. Um, he took to Instagram. Um, damn, he got a lot of followers, 57 million followers, um, to um, say kudos to the uh, couples that helped find his uh, his um, dog. He had 81,000 likes on there after he posted on um, Instagram, and he posted that uh, his dog was lost. So, um, hey, I, I don't know what he's going to give him, but he got some gifts for him. I'm quite sure he's going to be off the chain. Um, okay. And they said he's also um, he's going to return. Oh, I remember him and Martha Stewart did the um, Puppy Bowl, so he's going to return with that with his girl Martha Stewart. So hey, I see he loves his pups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also Whoopi Goldberg. Here we go again. We you know we talked about the Holocaust. We just talked about the Papa because she they claim that. She made a derogatory uh, statement about the Holocaust, but that was her own opinion. She's been, um, they have um, seated her for two weeks. So she's off the view for two weeks. So she's um, she's going to take a break for a couple of weeks because of that statement. So, But she has already apologized on the view, on the night show, and everything. So uh, folks, just, just get over and keep moving on. Um. Also, um, renowned actor Samuel L. Jackson will receive the Chairman's Award at the 53rd NAACP Image Awards. The award was uh, created oh. to honor those uh, with public service and who uh, use their distinct platforms to create agents of change. Um, everybody knows him as he's had a, a four-decade span of acting, but many might not know that prior to his acting career, Jackson was a a staunch activist during the civil rights movement in the 60s. Even he he also served as an usher uh, on Martin Luther King's funeral. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that either. His continued public service and advocacy for social change make him an excellent recipient for the Chairman's Award. Um, past recipients of the Chairman Award, Danny Glover, uh, Senator Barack Obama, uh, at that time, he was senator um, Tyler Perry and um, Representative Maxine Waters. All right. 
So the Image Awards will be televised February 26th at 8 p.m. Okay, Very your good. boy is yeah, your boy is in the news. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pop will be the hey. next celebrities to appear in the um, it's called Fortnite Icon Series with their own uh, dedicated outfits, co- uh, cosmetic bundles, and even a special duos tournament. Um, this is some type of game or something that's um, uh, that's online. Uh, it's an online video game developed by Epic Games and released in 2017. Um, it is available in three distinctive game mode versions or something. So um, kudos to them. I mean, hey, there's other people who have been on there, Travis Scott um, and uh, Spider-Man characters and uh, different things. But I think this is the first time for um, R&B artists, so. Hey, kudos to them. Oh, okay. um, so check it out. Um, haven't heard this name in a while. Uh, T.I. T.I. Oh. is doing comedy. The rapper turned actor recently hit the stage in Atlanta to perform a comedy set. Um, his wife posted some um, pictures of him on Instagram. And, um, hey, you went for 40 minutes, and the people seemed like they liked it like them so <laughs> no telling where, where, where it's going to turn into so I guess he, he said he just wanted about. to try saying hmm? I'm sure he got a lot to talk about that people can laugh at yes he does I'm quite sure <laughs> and he said he was talking about uh, his life so he right mm-hmm. um, yeah, I he was going to talk about Tiny yeah mm-hmm. of course him and Tiny. Last but not least, uh, you guys don't fall on the floor when I tell you this. Ray J has lunch meeting with Donald Trump. Oh, R.J. spent Tuesday afternoon with former President Donald Trump at his Mar-a-Lago club. Uh, Why? Yes, 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 yes. He um, sat down to discuss initiatives he would like to execute for entrepreneurs and young business professionals, as well as to help raise awareness for various political issues he is passionate about. He said, goes on to say, um, I've always admired and respected his business uh, views, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why. Our conversation was about job creation, encouraging small business development, and how information technology plays an important role in the future of our economy. Yeah, so check them out on Instagram. They have posted. That sounds like a hustler conference. A hustler recognizes another hustler. Maybe, but you know, other people like uh, um, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, and Crazy Ass, Steve Harvey, Kim Kardashian. You know, but Kim, she had an agenda. Steve Harvey, I think he was just curious. Lil Wayne, he just a nut. So is Kanye. So. Um, <laughs> It is what it is. That's my Hollywood wrap up. So, Whew. yeah, you got me on that. Need one. another cocktail, <laughs> girl. I'm trying to. Uh, uh, anyway, you know what? It's fine because he's about to be on the kissing list. Each his own, baby. No, I'm put Ray J. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you just crossed the line. All right, uh, <laughs> could you uh, please explain about what the kiss it list is? 
Man, I tell you what, it's the definitely the list that Ray J needs to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. How soon we forget. Ooh. It's listed, you know, people to show their butt. I'm going to definitely start off with Ray J because if you think that Trump is, if you think when you go see him, you ought to see the wizard. Mm. Please. I Where said was that I? was a hustling move. Mm-hmm. They think that town is, what was that town where the wizard was? Uh, Oz? Yeah, Oz. Yeah, they think that Mar-a-Lago is damn Oz. And Trump speaks on the speaker, bring back her head. <laughs> anyway. Let's go with him. Let's go to the NFL. Yeah. Roger Goodell. Especially your boy Tiki Barber, Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. This man left a woman with two babies in her because he met him a blind woman. And pull it up when you get a chance to see what that girl looked like, the intern oh, at NBC. Anyway. Snyder. Ann Snyder. Yeah. And uh, yep. old man Belichick. Belichick. Uh, the parents in Alabama that seem to want to believe that black history is critical race theory. Y'all are tripping, and you're on the kiss it list. They say it never happened. Yeah, they're Believe trying to never history. Uh, let's see, anybody else? Hmm. I know it was some other ones, but now I can't think. Your boy from West Virginia. Oh, Mansion. Mansion, yeah. Yeah, Senator Mansion. Him and that girl. They can't they can't breathe without each other. I yeah. think they're gonna be Republicans after a while. I think that's their next move. That other senator. What's her name? Chris uh uh, uh, uh her name. I can't think of her name, but the other one that's always blocking them all. Or something like that. It begins with an S. Stenier, I don't know her name exactly. What is it? Cement Cementra anyway. Cinema. Cinema. That's her. Yeah. Yes, both of y'all on the kiss it list. You don't know what they want to do. They ain't real Democrats at all. Yeah. They are definitely knocking on the Republican door because Trump got a lot of money. And whoever's threatening these HBCUs, whoever's behind that, you're mm-hmm. on the kiss it list. Is that everybody? Well, that's enough for yeah. now, I guess. Okay. Well, we have a oh, special you got, gift. Did I get Tiki Barber? Oh, yeah, we got Tiki Barber. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, hey, check this out. Her name is Tracy Johnson, and she told her family she was just babysitting for them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Oh, what yeah, she's a mess, ain't she? That's a mess. She's wide open with it, too. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to yep. add Nick Cannon. All of this dropping yep. seed everywhere. You need to stop. Yeah, um, I agree. So we got we got a gift for everybody on this week's kiss it list, and here kiss it is. My entire
Hi, right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to the last word. What's your last word, Papa D? My last word is to, um, you know, keep your ears to the ground with uh, all the mess going on, that NFL thing. That's very entertaining, so <laughs> keep an eye on that. Okay. But um, other than that, be safe. Be all right. Uh, what's your last word, Kettle? Oh, oh my next boy. Word, no, I can't. Um, I want everybody to know that we're on Deezer, iHeartRadio, and you can catch us on com. Catch us every Friday night at 9 p.m. Um, my last word is <laughs> the same thing, top of balance. Um, but we have to hold um, folks accountable. If it's the parents, I think that's the key thing, um, you know. How can you go out and don't have any home training? Don't, you know, that was the old saying back in the day. Um, they just yeah, need some help. Yeah. yeah. That's my last word. All right. Well, my last word is black history is American history. And we need to act like it. All it is trying to separate stuff and only focus on the accomplishments of black Americans during one month of the year, maybe that's why things seem so separate. History is history. So let's just be honest. Tell the truth. That's my last word. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here and say goodnight. And uh, thank you for everybody for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, Want to say goodnight, Papa D? Yeah, I think Ray J is definitely going to sabotage his career. Yeah. Because I know that when he when the election starts to come up, he's going to be speaking on Trump's behalf, and that's going to blackball him. So he better get ready mm-hmm. for that. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're right. All right. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Yeah. I remember uh, one of my favorite singers got kind of black blackballed for singing at Trump's inauguration. My girl, Chrisette oh, Michelle. People, yeah, no, okay. Chrisette Michelle, people dogged her for singing oh, at okay. his uh, inauguration, I think it was. What about Rudy Giuliani being one of the mass singers or something? Oh, man, we're going to hit that oh, one next yeah. week. That was crazy. Yeah, but that was insane. But who, who, who lined that up? I don't know. And he ain't got nothing else to do but go hang out at that show? And dress up as an animal? And the producers accepted that? Look, no, maybe it was crazy ass Nick Cannon shit. He, he he's so confused. He don't know what the hell he's doing. So mm-hmm. could have been Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. All something, right. Something, something, anyway, something. we start a whole other show. We need right. to back off of that. Oh yeah, we supposed to be saying good night. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, say good night, Kevin. Next Friday, we'll continue with the conversation. <laughs> yeah. We will pick right. it up where we left off. Yeah. All right. Did you um, say good night, Kevin? I'm going to say good night, and y'all peace out and be safe. All right. This is Red Wine. Good night. We'll see you on the radio, on the airwaves, on Blog Talk next Friday, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. You don't want to miss it because we're going to rip this thing. We're out of here. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
All righty. Bye. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Kana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Hey